This is a podcast from Rover. The Rock Drive, Rock Drive. Dog, g'day there. Just gone three o'clock. Caleb, Jay and Teagues. Tell you what, my voice is uh, a bit strained last night. Two back-to-back killers gigs, guys, and... uh, Pushing through. I'm looking forward to hearing the your thoughts on that, and we'll get to that uh, for Smoko Chat. Uh, after five this afternoon, rudely awakened by a car smashing straight through your living arrangement. Uh, nothing gets you out of bed like a car driving through it. You know, we, uh, <laughs> it's a gnarly chat. I caught out of the bloke that had exactly that happen to him last night. Um, and then if you're into ghosts and stuff, a little bit of woo-woo-woo, uh, we're going to be joined by the host of What the F Was That? Uh, it's a podcast about ghosts and things. Jaden and Lisa join us after uh, Jaden and Lisa join us after four. But next, as Caleb alluded to earlier on there, last night a young buck from Wellington became a global star as he took the stage to perform with the killers and that young buck taylor from wellington joins us on the show next what it's like to belt the skins with the killers oh it was incredible and it's wind the clock back not that long ago last night caleb tech producer went back-to-back killers gigs spark arena and then at the town hall kicking off at midnight but at the spark arena something magical went down sure did 22 year old taylor from wellington joined uh, the killers on stage to play the drums for them. How on earth did you get up there, mate? The way I got up there was I waited outside in line for multiple hours. Uh, I made a big sign. It said, I'm Taylor from Wellington. Can I drum for reasons unknown? I basically just held the sign up in Brandon's face every time he came nearby. A bit of a punt for the band to take, because obviously a lot of people paid a lot of money to head along there, and then you you had had no previous interaction with the band before. They were just taking a wild punt on Taylor from Wellington, who had a sign that looked like a hitchhiker um, and said that he could play the drums, and then it turns out you can. Yeah, well, I like to think I can. Have you, do you play that song often? What is your musical background which qualifies you to get up on the stage with the Killers? Play the Killers a lot in my spare time. While this wasn't planned, I've actually done it once before with them uh, back in Wellington <laughs> in 2018. I don't know if any of you guys were there for that. No, wasn't no. there. How old were you at that gig? I would have been 17. I'm 22 now. Oh, jeez. That is weird. That's a pretty big... Did they recognise you from that gig? Did they go... No, they had no idea who I was. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. So you get over the hoardings, you get up there. What is going through your mind, bearing in mind that this is your second time on stage with the Killers? So uh, it was quite similar to the first time, actually, where, like, in those moments where you could see them sort of thinking about getting me up, that's where my mind was racing. It's like, oh, my God, here we go. Focus. You know, once they pulled me up over the barricade, it was like, you know, a complete blackout, you know. It's like, mm. yep, all right, here to work. Do you run the same configuration in terms of the kit that you run? Is that a very similar kit to the one that you sat behind, or did you need to adapt? Uh, my kit is very similar to Ronnie's setup, only uh, Ronnie's significantly shorter than I am. For reference, Taylor... I'm uh, one nine eight centimeters, and you're taller than me. So wow. Taylor, wow. Taylor's a Taylor's a big, big man, <laughs> big bit of cap. So Taylor, what happens afterwards when you yeah. obviously come off the stage? Do you get to like stand side of stage? Do they chuck you back into the mosh pit? Like what? What's the go from there? Yeah, they put me back where I was basically from then until because uh, I went up to the second show at the Auckland Town Hall. Mean. Uh, it was basically a matter of like maybe taking three steps in one direction and then having someone uh, come up and talk to me or ask for a photo or you know give me a hug or something. <laughs> so 
just leaving the arena took, you know, about an hour. Oh, wow. Man, a pretty recognisable bloke if you're uh, running that sort of cutter and you're that tall. You probably still had the sign with you as well. <laughs> Do you have any mementos of it? Did you get any signed kit? Did the band whip you in and say, look, mate, we'll take your number in case old Ronnie gets on the old uh, Colombian marching powder and blows out? <laughs> Well, uh, Ronnie let me take his uh, drumsticks. Oh, so I've got them. oh that's cool. Mate, what a what a moment! What a uh, what a time to be alive, and what a time to be on stage! Congratulations for um, for getting up there. When Caleb was telling us about it, I was like, I have to say, I was sceptical. I was like, sounds like a plant. That's the cynic in me. <laughs> sounds like a plant. It's uh, that's Taylor from Wellington, who has an American accent and has actually been in every single gig with him around the entire uh, tour that they've done. But it's great to hear that it is off the cuff and that that sort of spontaneity mm-hmm. still happens. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. No one really believed that it was um, as spontaneous as it was. You know, I probably got asked a hundred times, uh, like, was that legit? Or, wow. you know, surely that was set up and stuff like that. It's like, no. Thanks for coming on the show, mate. And just quickly, uh, I believe you're in a band. What is your band? Give them a I wee am. plug for us. So my band is called Holloway. We are based out of Wellington. Yeah, if you like the Killers, you'll like Holloway. We all actually met at the Wellington 2018 Killers show. Oh, that's cool. Um, oh, wow. That's so, so we're good. A, we're a product of them. You know, um, my my singer in the band, Lou, he was there. He was like that bit in Shrek where he looks at Donkey and goes, you, you're coming with me. <laughs> <laughs> if you message drum to 3520, we'll bounce you back uh, the link to where you can check out uh, image.tapeg and the rest of the We Are Holloway band. And uh, <laughs> check, it, check out the skills that they've got on offer. Congrats again, man. Well done. Yeah, That's awesome. It's, uh, it's great to see little Kiwis fly like that. And um, and in your case, the big old Moor. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. The Jay and Dunk Podcast. So last week, uh, obviously, we were doing the show together while Dunk was a little bit unwell towards mm. the end of the week. And um, Jay, actually, I think you were the one who made this, this little wee... Well, it was a little wee joke, actually, that Caleb and I sort of jumped on. Um, and it was yourself giving you uh, a new middle name. Well, this was, I think this was Friday. Must have been. I was the first person there at the airport when we all travelled. And you were surprised by this. And I said, well, this is probably why I should I should, cor- I should probably correctly change my middle name to, uh, to now read J Punctuality Reeve, because Punctuality is my middle name. So if we provided... Free tubes at seven o'clock at work mm. every morning. Would you also turn up early? Because that's the only reason why you're there is because you've got a kudu clown, a kudu clown, kudu club yeah, <laughs> yeah. membership, right? Yeah. You've got to get your cost per use right in there, you know. And that's exactly what I do: turn up, have myself a little bit of a brekkie, dust a couple of early morning tubes, and then uh, jump on a plane. It's also the only time in a long time where you have been early. When Jay texted me when we were um, on our way to the airport and I thought that you'd said that you were stuck in traffic and then I was like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. But you'd said there was traffic at the x-ray machine. Yeah. (laughs) And that's that's just the type of man Jay is. is I just assume he's stuck in traffic and not actually many steps ahead of me. Yeah, I mean, and this isn't necessarily a nickname that you would give somebody, but if you were to change their, their middle name because it would be like, uh, say, for example, Caleb, you know, because you live life so crazily, we could correctly change your middle name to Danger. So it's Caleb Danger Greaves because your Danger is your middle name, you know? What oh, were you going to call yourself? Caleb God Greaves because oh. I'm, I'm just a higher power, you know? Fair enough. Oh, no. Did you have one for yourself, Teagues, or I would did. you like us to find one for you? I was going to say Teagues Bogan Lily. 
Oh. Really? Yeah. Well, I was, yeah, I was, Did oh. you not think so? I no. feel like I'm extremely bogan. No, I think oh. that I'm probably just go um, just tiny. You know, okay, well, tiny uh, is your middle name. I don't like that. I'd one. go Teague's ferret, Lily. I like ferret. You're always rushing around. Yeah, you know? I like okay. that one actually. I'm, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. So, um, if you would like to rename yourself, or no, I was thinking somebody else. That's or someone that's just ne- someone yeah, that'll be equally one. as punishing, yep. and uh, their their middle name or could possibly be changed to whatever it is. Just offer it up as as an option, and give and, us a bit of reasoning as well. Yeah. If it's super niche. 80 bucks is how much it costs to change that, and we'll look into changing some of these. <laughs> is if, uh, that all? Yeah, it's bugger all, mate. Bugger all. Anyway, text them through to 3520. There you go. And we'll read some out very shortly. More accurate middle names. Coming here, this one from Michael. Um, I know a guy whose last name's Bates, uh, so he should probably change his middle name to Mazda. Oh, wow. Thanks, I just Michael. Got that. <laughs> Straight out of the Thanks, gate there. Mate. Thank you very much, Michael. Sam, uh, Debbie Spider Johnston. That's my mum. She gets that much done even for her adult children. She must have bloody eight arms on oh, her. Good, good on you. Text here, uh, my mate, his name is Sebastian Short. New name, Sebastian. Arms are short because he doesn't pay for anything and ducks off to the loo <laughs> when it's time to pay. Nice. Uh, Hucky here. Hucky hard hat, halo pierce. Always wear my hard hat with a halo, even when driving yeah. the traffic truck or in the smoko room too. Nice, bro. <laughs> it's just like, if you don't know, are they, I'm assuming that he's talking about those, what turns a hard hat into like a wide brown cowboy hat, which is a hard hat. <laughs> That's pretty sick. Uh, my middle name is Cody. Um, um, but would change it to Wrecker because I'm always wrecking stuff. That's from Kane Wrecking Duncan. Uh, Frankie Turbo right. <laughs> Eckard uh, because he's slow as F at work. Uh, another one here. Mine would be Lloyd Bovine Harvey because dairy farming is 24-7 and I'm all about the cows, essentially. <laughs> Good <laughs> on you, mate. Uh, Chris, my mates call me Average Atkins. My average height, weight, looks, pace. What? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is when I don't read the text before I start there reading it, it out. Just it doesn't make any sense. Box on through. Uh, last one here from Jonathan Burns. I would change the bro Craig's middle name to Cornetto so he could be Craig Cornetto Bonetto. <laughs> and the other bro, Geordie, I'd change his middle name to Open It so he could be Jordan Open It Locket. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. Well played indeed. This is Jay and Dunk's podcast. Oh, I'll be looking forward to this for quite some time. It's a bit woo-woo in here. Uh, welcome to the studio, Jaden and Lisa from What The F. Was that oh, podcast? Hello, hello. Oh, hey. good, well, good. Uh, Lisa, I guess we start with you. Um, why? Why? You, <laughs> why? You, why do this podcast? You, uh, why? Firstly, do this podcast yeah. full stop, and then secondly, why did you pick one of the biggest absolute <laughs> belters of a human, uh, our very own Jaden Creech? Um, oh, I guess. Well, to answer your first question, why I did this podcast is really weird. Like I, for the longest time, I've thought that I've had something attached to me, um, an entity, a dark, and I haven't been able to figure it out and I've always lived in this fear like when I go to my parents house or when I when I'm in the dark and I just had this like epiphany that I just want to take the fear back. Like I'm sick and tired yeah. of going into these places and feeling mm. scared. So I was like, nah, I just let's figure this out. So Jaden, well known, uh, obviously uh, the second part of I guess the team, which uh, is uh, Jaden and Sharon from the Edge, but mm, also you. you know formally, uh, you know you're one of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. defected. Oh. So how did this come about? Because are you a skeptic? Do you not believe in it? And how can you not believe in it? Yeah, so I am uh, a skeptic, and I saw her post on Instagram, and I replied thinking that she just wanted someone to go in and. <laughs> And, and do 
one episode or something, and then it turns out that she wanted me on board yeah. for the entirety of it, which I think is good because then it kind of separates us from other paranormal podcasts mm. uh, in the fact that we're a 50-50 split of mm. skeptics and believers. Uh, and I'm a skeptic. I don't know. I've just I've always thought... Oh, what's that song? We, pr- we pr- probably played on this station. I'll believe it when I see it for myself. Well, that probably strings it together because those sort of people that like that sort of music probably don't believe in that. <laughs> it's okay to believe about a guy that sits up on a cloud and takes all your money when yeah. she doesn't have anywhere to spend it. No, exactly. So it's really, it's, I'm not going to go too debuzz here, but my outlook on death in the afterlife is very dark, and I think that's what makes my outlook on life so bright. Mm. So I think that once it's over, it's just over. And that's really sad, and that scares the living bejeebas out of me. Mm. So that's why I like to try and live my life as fullest as I can. Do you, through the process of this podcast, find out through somebody that has a bit of professionalism, if there is such a word for this, in this realm, Mm -hmm. that you have something that there is another entity attached to you? Because I've heard, I don't know why, I've heard this countless times. Mm. Like, it's not something that is new to me at all. And I do believe that, you know, you are rolling around. This is a carcass and that's why I say all the time I'm not expecting my deposit back on this rental I will rip up the handbook throw it in sideways chuck them the keys and say charge the credit card I'm out of this mother (laughs) (laughs) did you find a solution to the problem that you had yeah so actually in um, in ep one um, a medium comes in and talks to us and off the bat, off off air, she um, she couldn't actually take my hand. She couldn't actually look me in the eye. She kept on looking around me, and that was my first like, oh my gosh, so, something Ooh, something's about to be yeah. like said here. And then before we were talking on air, she um, she just mentioned to me without me telling her anything about myself, mentioned, oh you've got someone with you. I'm not gonna lie, that lady to me was a bit bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is this is all very rich, considering that we all like to party. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a little bit of pop oh, calling no. the kettle black here, isn't it's it? Not, it? One hundred percent is. I've been st- throwing stones at a glass kettle. Is that what? It, no, that's yeah. a different. That's two different sayings. <laughs> Same thing. Uh, uh, but you know, I that one for me, I wasn't quite convinced. I was like, oh, I reckon she's kind of jumping on some things mm. that we're all saying and yeah. and latching on to those who were, were keen to hear it. Uh, but we have had some experiences yeah. on our journey on some of the uh, um, uh, investigations that we went on, which I couldn't explain. And that's Mm. my whole thing, is if something happens, trying to explain Mm. the logical reason. Mm. Thank you very much, Jaden and Lisa, Mm. um, for joining us. What the F was that podcast? If you want to get the link bounced straight back to your phone right now so you can see which side of the fence that you're sitting on, Mm -hmm. uh, the the high-stakes fun side of (laughs) of Jaden Creech, uh, or maybe a a bit more of the spiritual side of Lisa here, text GHOST, G-H-O-S-T to 3520 G-H-O-S-T to 3520 and we'll bounce it back to you so you can check it out for yourself I'll be interested to see which side of the fence people sit on for this because I know which side I'm on and it's kind of it's one of the it's one of the few things I can actually go I definitively sit here with this mm-hmm. and and it cannot be explained away on the other side I'll listen to it but I'm, I sit very 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 clearly on one side of the fence on this thank you very much team love Woo. your work oh, thank, thank you, you Jay. appreciate it the Jay and Dunk Podcast. La, 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 la. He's got the book. The old crook book. I'm reading from it today, and I'm very excited. 
I uh, got the book and I flicked it to page number 38, uh, Battle of the Sexes, and this one's called The Good, Bad and Ugly. So these are generally kind of something that's very sexist-leaning, and back in 2000, this was kind of very commonplace banter. Uh, yeah. Does it still does it still have a place today in 2022? That is a question we ask you, and uh, we're not the judges here. Just let us know, text in 3520, is this too on the nose? Mm. Well, uh, there's been half of this segment that I'm about to read, as you can see, has been scribbled out. Oh. So, um, you know, this is called The Good, Bad and Ugly. I give you good situation, bad situation, and a very ugly situation. Good. Your wife is pregnant. Bad. Oh. It's triplets. Ooh. Ugly. You had a vasectomy five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> good. Rut roll. Your wife's not talking to you. Bad. She wants a divorce. Ugly. She's a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Your son is finally maturing. Bad. He's involved with the woman next door. Ugly. So are you. <laughs> Good. Your son studies a lot in his room. Bad. You find several blue movies hidden there. Ugly. You're in them. <laughs> and finally. Good. Your hubby and you agree. No more kids. Bad, you can't find your birth control pills. Ugly, your daughter borrowed them. <gasps> you know what? I think this is probably one of my favourite stories from the crookbook. And out that's of, where we'll leave it. Out of, <laughs> out of all of them, I reckon uh, old mate climbing into blue with his, of his parents is probably the crookest out of all of them. <laughs> I thought that the last one was pretty crook. Mm. Yeah, that's why I stopped there. Crook drive with Jay and Dunk. Three to seven weekdays. Just see here, Ruby Tui's been given a new Rugby World Cup winner's medal after she gave her original one away to an 11-year-old uh, leukaemia survivor after the final. She was oh, in the crowd. That's cool. She's a very special person. Very special person indeed. Um, I ran into uh, this person this morning. This not actually Ruby Tui. That would have been great. That ran into a different person who was incredibly rudely awakened in the wee hours of this morning. Out for a bit of a trot, this bloke was freedom camping uh, in a camper van, which is basically his life, his life's possessions, in a van, and uh, was parked up underneath the Putakawa tree. And about three o'clock this morning, he flew out of his bed like a rocket ship. And what had happened? Um, as a car had gone and crossed not only the centre line but the entire lane and into where into the basically the side of the road where he was parked and hit it smacked it like dead straight on like dead head on. Oh, that's not good. Uh, not good at all because the bed basically, if you can imagine the camper van setup that he's running, he is uh, lying across the width of it, not lengthwise, but the width of it. So when mm. it hit it, he just basically rolled forward like oh, he'd been shunted out of bed onto the floor. and almost ended up in the front seats because oh. he just went whistling through. The car was absolutely honking and stove the whole front of his van underneath and he was like, oh my, like just the shock that would go through your body. Mm. Just like, what the heck, so, what the hell just happened there? Pulled himself together, saw the lights flashing, the, the airbags had gone off in the car and these young bucks jumped out of the car and just scarped it, just high knees it out and he hopped out and was like getting his wits about him. It was, you know, sort of three o'clock in the morning so no one was really around, quite a, mm. quite a secluded part of the bay. And uh, and when I walked past this morning, because this was only sort of three hours later, the police were there trying to sort it all out. He was like, "Mate, don't bug it. Like I've, uh, this is everything I've got. I probably don't have enough in- money to cover the, you know, the insurance on this thing. And now it's kind of just stuck here. Luckily for me, it's not in a not in a bus lane because it'd be towed and I'd be charged that as well. Mm. And what had happened? So that when they went back through the, so you go, what happened to those young guys? The car's obviously registered to them. Well, it wasn't. 
And so what had happened is that it's in a fairly affluent area that they picked up a car. And it was a car that was produced in Germany. And it's a very late model vehicle. Mm. And I'm talking like a 2022 model vehicle. And what these young bucks had figured out is that on these European cars, if you were walking past being a little delinquent bastard, that you can look into these driveways. And if the wing mirrors are out on these cars, more often than not, that means that they're unlocked. And so they had gone, because when you lock a European card, more often than not, mm. uh, the wing mirrors fold in. And that is an indication yeah. to you when you're looking from a distance to your car's locked. So some people, when they park it in their driveways, as you should be able to in New Zealand, park your car in your driveway up and, and uh, go into your house, you don't have your stuff messed with. But there are people out there like these young fellas. And they took this car from about probably three or four k's away from uh, where the accident happened. And the keys were still in the car. Oh, no. Uh, because... Old mate might have been hopping out with some groceries or a briefcase or whatever it was or maybe juggling kids out of the car and uh, for whatever reason had forgotten to lock the car and as a result of that, because it's a keyless sort of entry, he'd left the keys in the car. And they tried their luck, went into the car, found the keys with it and took the car. So it's still oh, theft. Man. Even with your keys in the car, you still get insurance oh. on your car getting oh, punched. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. That's lucky. But they literally went whistling down around a couple of corners and then came hauling down the road, went real wide around a corner, came out wide, and there he was, old mate's camper van, and just pashed the front of it. Oh. Rudely awaken. Oh, well, that's, I mean, I don't know if anyone can top that, really. Well, I think you, I think you can. Yeah. Because I've heard of people having cars drive through their drive through houses. I've heard of mm. uh, people being woken up to other people in their house. I've heard of yeah, uh, people waking up in tents overseas with grizzly bears tearing apart their neighbours. Uh, you yep. could have fallen asleep <laughs> fallen asleep in an old school cab with a metre running and ended up in a completely different part of New Zealand uh, and looking at a $400 fare. Text them through 3520. Or fallen asleep in an Uber and been woken up by the driver as I was yep. last time. <laughs> hey buddy, we're home mate. Come on buddy. <laughs> Off to bed now. Come on, big fella. There you go. <laughs> it's like coaxing a drunk giraffe out of its cage. <laughs> oh my God. We're just talking about being rudely awakened. And this, I mean, this isn't funny because the poor bloke that we use as the example, he uh, is living out of a van, he's travelling around New Zealand, and last night somebody stole uh, some little rat bags, some little absolute S bags, pinched somebody's car, and ripped straight into the front of his van while he was asleep, and it was uh, at at high speed. So he just basically got airborne in the back of his van and popped out. Was talking about when have you been rudely awakened? And there is no shortage. Oh, sorry, I'm just going to re- recompose. Yeah, recompose. There is no shortage of people that have been rudely awakened. This one here uh, from Jonathan. I got rudely awakened by rolling off my top bunk and collecting my drawers on the way down. <laughs> Luckily, uh, <laughs> luckily, as a kid, your body seems to flex like rubber because if it was my old stuff rig nowadays, it would have absolutely folded me in half. <laughs> so there from Sefton, hey fellas, I was rudely awoken, extremely hungover on New Year's Day in Fongamata. I'd fallen asleep on the boot of my car, leaning up uh, the back window, and the mongrels I'd spent the evening with thought it'd be hilarious to rip a handbrake in a, res- in a reserve next door, which... <sighs> threw me off the boot lid, I roll bold and A-holed myself across the oh. paddock. Uh, Gage says that he got rudely awoken on a school trip to Africa at like 2am to the sound of lions outside his camp. Yeah. Not the Tahi chief. <laughs> Another one here. I got rudely awoken by a blue and gold macaw trying to remove my toe. Cheers, Nick. Oh, oh that would hurt. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, this one here from Daniel Woolley. Nothing wakes you up faster than the sound of a cat about to vomit on the bed. <laughs> there you go. Oh, crook. Oh, uh, this one here from Jason. I was awoken uh, by my ex-missus trying to set fire to me with Zippo oh, fluid. Really? Lucky I woke up in time or I would have been barbecued. Oh. Uh, my friend woke up to a car in her lounge with the man jumping out and running for a window with police knocking on the door. <laughs> oh, not good. Uh, JJ, uh, 20 years ago, a truckie had a heart attack coming down the hill in Clutha at three in the morning, went through the old chap's house at the bottom. Oh, that's oh, not good. mate, rough. Um, another one here. I got rudely awoken in 2010, uh, the earthquake in Christchurch, and again in the Kaikota quake in 2016. This one here. And my old boss slept through a train derailing 10 metres from his bedroom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How does that even happen? It's not good. Uh, last one from Ethan Scott. My flatmate's missus crashed her car through someone's lounge once. The house owner was happy, though, because he wanted to redo the lounge and he managed to get it done with insurance. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Mikey from Hamilton has to be from Hamilton. Comes through to save the day. I was walking home one night, had a couple under the belt, and I jumped on somebody's, uh, some random's trampoline for a snooze. I woke up in a stranger's backyard, oh. half nude, staring into the eyes of the old bloke that owned the house. Oh. <laughs> that eye contact, eh? <laughs> the Jay and Dunk Podcast. Have you, are you much, you're big gamers? Caleb, gamer, not so oh, much. Rugby 08 counts, yeah. Yeah, what about you? Showboss T. I love gaming. You do love gaming. I do. do you play like the likes of Fortnite or yep. a Fortnite, Call of... Halo, Call of Duty? Okay. So all, this all is sorts. this is probably gonna be right in your wheelhouse. Okay. So does Palmer Lucky uh, that name ring a bell for you by any chance? It actually doesn't. It doesn't? Well, he's the man who created the Oculus Rift. Oh, can you explain to those that are uninitiated what the Oculus Rift is? The Oculus Rift is basically like a hands-free gaming headset. So you chuck it on your noggin and you connect it up uh, through a cord, or some of them are Bluetooth actually nowadays, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and basically you get to play a game as though you are that person. So it's first-person gaming. Yeah, and off the back of that, they've basically made uh, like a, a tactical impact suits as well. So you can yep. put on these body armor. So when you're shot, it presses into your body where you're being shot, mm. uh, which in itself is terrifying, but kind of fun at the same time. And they've got the speed balls where you basically stand there in a cage and you run on the spot on like a treadmill and you can run um, multi-dimensional or multi-directional. Yeah. Uh, so Palmer Lucky has come up with um, the latest edition of the Oculus Rift. He's invented a virtual reality headset that will explode the forebrain of a user who dies in a video game whilst wearing it. What? Buckle yourselves in for this. So Lucky's killer headset has three explosive charge modules that sit above the screen and the charges are aimed directly at the user's forebrain. So should they go off, they would obliterate the gamer's head. Uh, the idea of try- of tying your real life to your virtual avatar has always fascinated me, he said. You instantly raise the stakes to the maximum level and force people to fundamentally think how they interact with the virtual world and the players inside of it. Um, he has not worked up the balls to actually use it himself and has plans to keep tinkering with the technology. His killer headset is the first non-fictional example of a VR device that can actually kill the user. Oh, and wow. he says it will not be the last. That being said... Wait, hold on. It won't actually kill them, though. They just feel it. In no, the no, head. no, 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 no. Three explosive charges, which oh. are basically shotgun shells pointed at your forehead, which when they go off will kill the user. Why would you make that? 
because if people want to get the ultimate rush, then they need to combine their VR world with their real world, and that's what they're looking for. Do you have you seen Ready Player One? Yeah, this I is have. the direction in, in which we are heading. And you go, that's I mean, that's probably a step too far. But yes. wouldn't it be nice if you were to possibly get something like along the lines of a morph suit? So if you are in one of these virtual worlds, or even you could basically connect with somebody. Uh, through social media and somebody needed a bit of a toweling, somebody needed a little bit of a tickle up, somebody needed one dropped on their chin just to give them a little bit of an attitude straightener. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to do that? Just so that if you were to say whatever you wanted on social media behind a keyboard or just be that keyboard warrior, that all of a sudden your chin could get folded in from an almighty punch from somebody that took exception to that. No takers? No, thank you. Just me. Rugby 08 was never that gnarly, man. (laughs) (laughs) Big hit from Jerry Collins. Yeah, oh, then you could go wow. back to you could go back to playing rugby 08 and feel what it was like to be hit by Jerry Collins. This is Jane Dunk's podcast on the radio too from three to seven weekdays. Time for last drinks for another day. I love to have a beer with Duncan. I love to have a beer with Dunk. We drink in moderation and we never ever ever get rolling drunk. We drink at the town and country where the atmosphere is great. I love to have a beer with Duncan because Duncan's me, mate. Yeah. Hey, great show today, team. Appreciate you, uh, Tech Producer Caleb, uh, show boss Teagues. Uh, we're going to finish off the Not For Radio podcast. If you haven't got that sent to your phone yet, NFR to 3520, as we said. Dunks away. He did say that he's feeling a little bit better when we spoke to him today. Um, he's going to have a broadcast unit with him, and he's going to see how he's feeling tomorrow to see if he climbs back into things. But... You know, just when you are sick, just you just need to rest because otherwise you're just kicking the can down the road. So we shall see. Whatever you're doing this evening, uh, make sure you have a fantastic night. Uh, big Westy Lee's in for your next Pomadier. Hooray! Hooray! <laughs>